Welcome back to the podcast. We've got a very special episode for you here today because I'm interviewing my friend Randa Dirksen from randanutrition.com. It's been a long time since we had an interview on the podcast, so I'm so excited to be reintroducing this format to you with this episode today. I hope you enjoy it. You're listening to the Wellness Simplified Podcast, simple wellness tips to help you improve your life without turning it upside down with your host, award-winning fitness instructor, nutrition coach, and wellness expert, Susie Fevens. Today, I'm here with Randa Dirksen. She is a certified holistic nutritionist, culinary nutrition expert, certified sports nutrition consultant, and half of the duo behind the new Healthy Mamas podcast. She's a busy mom of two and a Disney lover, and she believes that food should be healthy, simple, and delicious. And Randa's here to talk to us today about why diets don't work. Welcome, Randa. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you. I was on your podcast. Well, actually... This is kind of like reverse land because this is going to come out before my podcast episode with you comes out. So we did it a while ago, but you know, internet magic. Um, So I'm happy to have you on mine today. So yay. Yay. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. And I love getting to list off people's uh, certifications. It makes me so happy because this is a little bit snobby of me, but I don't think it really is. It makes, it drives me insane how many coaches are out there who paid like a $50 welcome package (laughs) and Mm -hmm. now they're giving nutrition advice all the time. So yeah, I spent thousands. So same, Same. yeah, it's not a, it's not a cheap endeavor. And I don't, I don't believe that you have to always have a designation or something depending on what you're doing but if you are telling people what they should and shouldn't eat you should uh, take a little extra care and get a little bit of education in there at least mm-hmm. I think yeah I mean everyone needs to do the let's just sit at the textbooks and cry right like everyone has to do that <laughs> at some point so <laughs> well I'm still in the middle of doing my Ayurvedic lifestyle coaching you can see this whole mess here is like part of my brain right now Uh, is on the side wall here. It doesn't help when Ayurveda is all Sanskrit and they're like, just remember your Sanskrit and you'll be fine. And I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't learn that. Just remember it. (laughs) Just remember it. Well, I did have to learn it from my 200 hour um, yoga, but I didn't like memorize it. Like I can rattle off pose names, (laughs) but I didn't like memorize the actual language i can't talk in it and they're like oh yeah just remember it i'm like no i don't don't remember it at all no it's it's great though too because now i just um became a member of the canadian association of natural nutritional practitioners so like you know i'm able to add help with health benefits and not everyone gets to take advantage of that i don't but i was really excited and then i found like i felt kind of special i think my new title i could be wrong oh my gosh this put me on site but it's like natural nutritional natural nutrition clinical practitioner and i'm like oh that makes me sound fancy i like it when you get to add (laughs) practitioner on there that does always i think i have a practitioner somewhere in my but i don't even know what it is anymore so 
I obviously don't use it. <laughs> I don't know what you know, it's referring to. Short, short end is I help moms and women eat healthier without uh, deprivation is essentially what all that means. <laughs> yeah. And do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? And actually, do you want to back it up and tell us how you got into food, blogging, and all of Give us a little rundown okay. for anyone who doesn't know you. Yeah. So it's a really long story. So I'm going to talk fast here. Go for it. I, I grew up, uh, no, no clue about nutrition. Like we thought pasta salad was healthy because it had like maybe a pepper or something in it. And, um, you know, I grew up on, you know, cream of whatever on your pork chops and everything like that. We had no idea. So when I was released into the wild as a young (laughs) or an old, not a young teenager, but you know, in my early, late adulthood, whatever, early adulthood. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I had no idea. And I ate a lot of takeout like we go out for dinner all the time. There's lots of liquor involved as one young person does. And I gained a bunch of weight and didn't really care. Didn't really understand. Just wanted to have a good time. But what happened was I became pregnant and I went into early labor and we lost the baby. He was born still. And it was after that, I realized that I, I really needed to get my health in check not just for myself, but any future children. And like, to be clear, there was nothing wrong with me. And that's why he passed. Um, we found out later he had down syndrome. We never got an autopsy, so we don't know why, but there were guesses. Yeah. It was just a horrible, horrible situation. Um, and you know, so after that, I, I do have a thyroid issue. I ended up after that getting my thyroid removed I do not have it. I had a total thyroidectomy, so I don't have any, any thyroid left. I'm on Synthroid. And as one experiences no thyroid, it's, uh, weight's difficult. Weight yeah, is difficult. It's kind of a roller coaster, especially yes, when they're trying to figure out the synthetic stuff, right? Oh my gosh. They're still trying to figure it out. And it's been 11 years or something like that. No, it's been nine, nine years and they're still yeah. figuring it out. But so what I wanted, I just wanted to be skinny. I wanted to fit into my wedding dress. I didn't care how I got there. I essentially starved myself. Um, I followed the rule of 1,200 calories. Mm-hmm. I worked out three times a day because mm-hmm. I had to get into this wedding dress. And sorry, my daughter's coming That's in. all right. I'm going to edit um, it after. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> so fine. I – one sec. Hey, Carter, can you grab Vivian? Yes, Vivian's upstairs. He's babysitting her. <laughs> He's homesick too. I'm so sorry. That's um, not a problem at all. Don't. Usually even... she's okay. <laughs> uh, where was this? This is okay. why we have editing magic. So we can. I have to yes. always pause myself and scream at cats because they always oh, find good. the worst. So don't even. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. 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 Um, Only problem is I don't know where you were in that. Yeah. I'm going to backtrack here. Yeah. I just wanted, I just wanted to fit into my wedding dress and it was just whatever means necessary. I would start, like if we were going to go out for dinner, I would starve myself all day so I could go to Boston pizza and have what I wanted. Because mm-hmm. I had to fit under that calorie range. I had to be a certain size. I had to be a certain weight, you know, regardless of how I felt. 
wedding came and went. Um, I was able to maintain for a bit, but I was still eating like the 1200 calories, which was, which is crazy. This is a huge pet peeve of mine. If an app tells you to only have 1200 calories, you don't listen to it. (laughs) Uh, It it just, no. So, you know, a year, year and a bit passed, I got pregnant with my son and had him and I had a wedding I had to be in. I was a bridesmaid in a wedding. And when I, I was still pregnant when they ordered the bridesmaids dresses and I just gave them my old size. Just, Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. And I think I even went a little smaller and yeah, you know, cause I was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I I need some motivation. So (laughs) I was four, four months away from the wedding when I had my son. And I, again, I starved myself. I was breastfeeding and I was only doing about 1200 calories. Oh boy. So as you can imagine, uh, the milk supply dried up. I essentially sacrificed my milk supply to be skinny. And I don't know if everybody knows, like you and I know, but breastfeeding alone is like a 500 calorie a day activity. Mm -hmm. Just that. And if you're only eating 1200 calories, you're not even coming close to how much your body needs when you were like, if you were in a coma, you wouldn't be eating enough to sustain yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was ridiculous what I did. And knowing now, you know, instead of being mad at myself, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I feel bad for me for them. And so in addition to the breastfeeding, only eating 1200 calories, I did, I would cross train in the morning. I would weight lift. I would walk. And then three times a week. Oh man. But I lost the weight, so you did. You know, it's it's so sad because I got down, I think it was 144 pounds for that wedding, and I was still mad at myself because I was four pounds away. Yeah. And it's just the what it does to your brain. It's just dieting is such bull. Um and it took you can swear here too. Oh, okay, great, great. You know, and as you can imagine, after the wedding, I crashed. I crashed and I ate. I ate so much. I gained, I think I gained about 15 pounds. And then that caused more like, oh my gosh, because I would associate my self-worth with how I looked. Mm -hmm. So then I go back on and restricted myself. And, you know, for the next year, year and a half, I I tried to up my calories and I couldn't because I would gain weight because I was in such metabolic damage. I couldn't, like my husband always joked, you you smell food and you gain weight. Well, and you were never giving your body enough time to stabilize at those higher numbers either. So it's just so much inflammation and water retention. I swear to gosh, it, it, it took me almost a year to get to 1300 calories. Yeah. Just 13. And I was miserable at that point. I was like, okay, well I need to eat. Well, I'm not, I'm not losing. So I must not be doing something right. I would eat. I was that clean eater mm-hmm. where I would be insane, where I made everyone around me miserable going, Oh, that's not good for you. Like that was me. Mm-hmm. And the worst part is my mental health was deteriorating. I was going through a lot, um, personally. And it was just getting worse and worse. I was losing a grip. I would have meltdowns if my house was out of place. I had a toddler at the time, so you can just imagine. Yeah. Um, and at that time, all I got were compliments yes. on how I looked. 
And did you recognize at that time that your mental health was in a bad place or is it sort of just looking? So you did know. Okay. Cause I think that's a big part that a lot of times people don't even realize what a terrible space they're in until they're well out of it and looking back. But I mean, it probably helps that you realized it because that probably was part of the reason you were able to start to make a change. Yeah. I, I went, I hired a therapist um, and I've been working with her for five years now because this was five years ago. And, you know, over the years I was able to up my calories, but it was still not in a good space. I was still in a, I need to lose weight. I don't love my body space. It wasn't until I had my daughter or mm-hmm. yeah, I had my daughter mm-hmm. and she is two and a half now. And, you know, I wanted it to, I wanted to have a good body image for my daughter and my son. One, because boys can have body issues too. Two, because I didn't want him to get a girlfriend or uh, a wife and have these unrealistic expectations of women. So it started with me looking in the mirror and just being kinder to myself. I naturally have larger arms. I always have. It's the way my body is built. And it was something that I hated always, even as a teenager. But I always had to like make adjustments to my clothes. Uh, it's just the way I'm built. And I, instead of hating myself, I'd be like, you know what? Your arms are strong. And so I made a goal that for my daughter, I wanted to be able to carry her in that car seat without dying. Mm. So I started lifting super heavy weights again and focusing on my strength. And that started changing things. I would look in the mirror and I forced myself. Every time I looked in the mirror with my postpartum body, I would say something I loved about it. And yeah, it wasn't perfect. And yeah, it wasn't, or what the, you know, society's idea of perfect is. But I would always compliment myself. Even if I didn't felt like, even when I felt like a sack of potatoes, I would look in the mirror and be like, your arms are strong. You were able to lift five pounds heavier today. That is incredible. You know, I would just start there. And And it's so important for people to remember that you don't always have to believe what you're saying in the beginning. A lot of times you're not going to believe it. Make it till you make it. Exactly. And then little by little, you're chipping away at those recordings in your brain and you're writing new ones, and the next thing you know, you see it, and you say it, and you do believe it, and I think people forget that, yeah, it's hella awkward at first, because you're looking at yourself in the mirror. I like to tell people to look themselves in the eye, and that is extremely uncomfortable, and say something nice, and they're like, I felt really stupid. Good. Do it again tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It becomes more natural. I felt dumb too. I was like, this is crazy. I've lost it, but it really, it helps so, so much. And from there, my idea of nutrition started changing. It was just like, you need to start looking. Cause I knew better. I I've known better for years that calories are not the enemy. Calories are like, Oh, it's so many calories. No calories are fuel. So you can get through your day. So you can carry your daughter from the mailboxes to your house because she decided to have a meltdown on the sidewalk. Um, food is fuel. Food is fuel. It's not something to be scared of or to treat as uh, a punishment. Yeah. You know, calories are not a punishment. It's not like, oh, I can't, I, I can't have that piece of cake. I, I already ate this. Mm. That's, that's not how it works. And, you know, these last two and a half years, I, I so before I would eat quote unquote perfect all week. And then Saturday would roll around. We'd go maybe get a blizzard from Dairy Queen. And then be like, oh, I screwed up. Well, I'm going to eat the Whoppers, the 
chips, all the things, restrict myself the next day. And it was this horrible cycle. Or now sometimes my husband will be like, Hey, uh, I'm going to go get some ice cream or whatever. What do you want? And if I don't want it, I don't feel like I'm missing out. I'll be like, Oh no, thanks. I'm good. And to be in this space now and to be not feeling like I'm missing out on a sweet treat, it's, it's incredible and it's doable. I, I never thought that having this mind space was possible. And a big part of that is living in a fueled body. And I don't think people realize that either. When you're living in a state of deprivation all the time, yeah, it's almost impossible to turn down ice cream, even if you don't feel like you want it, because as soon as someone says it, that's all you can think about. But when you're living in a state where you're eating enough most of the time or all of the time, then you can really tune into, do I actually want this or do I not want it? No and it's food so is off different. limits. Yeah. Yeah. No food is off limits now. I just have it when I want. And I, I am strategic about it. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I'll have this, this, and this all day. No, no. I will have my, you know, my salad and stuff. And if I know that I'm going to have dessert that night, I make room for it. Yes. Or I have it. I just don't eat all of it anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't eat that whole thing of cake anymore, that whole pizza. I'll have two slices and have some veggies or salad on the side. Yeah. It does. It makes such a big difference. And when I was working with clients one-on-one, that was the thing when I felt like I was finally cracking through the wall is when they're like, I don't have the cravings I used to have. I'm like, that means you are actually eating enough food. Yeah. (laughs) Because you shouldn't, yeah. if you are listening to this and you're craving food all of the time, that's, that's, you're not, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be once in a while. Isn't going to matter. But as soon as we have that one thing, just like you said, I already had the ice cream. I already screwed up. So I might as well just dive headfirst into a bucket of everything else. And it happens so often. Yeah. Food fits into your life. It doesn't, you don't revolve around it. You know, I had a client last week, she messaged me and she's like, Hey, I need to make an amendment to my plan because it's my brother-in-law's birthday. We're going to go over for some drinks and wine. And she's like, and I am going to have the wine because that's life. And I'm like, yeah, that is absolutely. Let's make this work. And I'm like appetizers. I'm like, choose some, bring a veggie tray always bring a veggie tray. So you have something Mm -hmm. I'm like, have some high protein snacks, veggies. Here's a balsamic beet hummus dip recipe. That's amazing. And I'm like, and yeah, if there's spinach dip, enjoy it. Just don't eat the whole thing. So you don't get sick. Yes. You know, and yeah, enjoy your wine. Like you can fit light. Like you shouldn't have to pause your life because you're on a quote unquote diet. Yeah. And the same, like if it's somebody's birthday or if it's your own birthday, clients will say, I don't know what to eat. And I'll say, eat whatever the heck you want. It's your birthday. And then just go back to regular life tomorrow. Like you don't have to choose between the cake and the pizza on your birthday. No. Eat both of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Before clients go out for a big meal, like I say, eat how you normally do throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So you're not starving before you go to this party and you eat everything. Yeah. It's okay if there's leftovers at the restaurant. That means you're not hungry. Don't eat until you're like busting at the seams because then you feel like crap. Yeah. And I always like to tell people going to a party to prioritize protein earlier in the day because that tends to be the thing that's missing on like party spreads is the Mm -hmm. protein and it will help keep them fuller so they're less likely to go hog wild. (laughs) Yeah. 
balls to the wall with yeah, uh, right. spinach dip and whatever. Well, <laughs> they wouldn't make spinach dip so delicious. Mm. I know the one I make, like, listen, you guys, I am a holistic nutritionist, but the spinach dip I make is from Natasha's kitchen. There mm-hmm. is a stick of butter in there. There is like it, it is rich, but it's one of those things that you have to actually have the recipe because if you eat like quite a bit, you get really, really sick, but it's so, so good. There's some things you're not supposed to health alive. I don't know what yeah. kind of terminology yeah. is. My mother used to like to trick things around and I was like, can you just not screw around with my dessert please like i yeah. like a chocolate zucchini cake that is fine but when you're trying to change some of these other things just don't yeah just yeah there's me. some things there's some <laughs> things that um oh, I, okay this is a tangent but i'm gonna say i'm ready for it i love tangents. okay so let's talk about cheesecake for a second cheesecake's delicious it is first of all i i love cashew cheesecakes they are delicious as well. I made mm-hmm. one for Thanksgiving, so I'm not saying that they're crap because they're not. They're amazing. But everyone's like, oh, it's just so much healthier. It's so much healthier. No, no, no. Cashews are still nine calories per gram, just like mm-hmm. how cheese, like, you know, it's not lighter in the calorie space. So if you overeat on the cashew cheesecake, then yes, you'll gain weight because of the math. Yes. Um, and the science behind it. However, if you are lactose intolerant or you're just like me and you want to try something different, go for it. Yeah. Or that's why it's there. Or Or you're vegan. Yeah. 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 So just because there's like whole base, whole food ingredients in there, it doesn't always mean it's healthier when you eat something that's really high dense in, in energy, in calories. Yeah. Because a gram of fat is still nine calories. Yeah. No matter what kind of fat it is yes some fats are way healthier than others mm-hmm. gram of carbs is still four like those things are still the same thing no matter what package they're in yeah exactly exactly so i just i had to get that out there i love this chocolate peanut butter cheesecake that they make at a local restaurant and actually they released a cookbook and i have the actual recipe and i've never made it because i don't want to be responsible for a whole chocolate peanut butter cheesecake but mm-hmm. anytime i go there it's not even a question that I'm getting that cheesecake. There is no question. I go like twice a year. I'm having that cheesecake. I don't care what else has happened that day. It is going in my face. Yeah. Yeah. My friend is a cake maker, baker in town. She actually has a blog now. It's Caked by Katie. She's amazing. She makes these incredible cakes. Like she, Her Instagram account is just amazing. And Sometimes she brings me a slice and sometimes I'll just message her and be like, can you make me some cupcakes? And you know what? I sit there and I eat them and it's worth it because that's life. Yes. But yeah, I feel like we're just sitting here talking food now and now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's bring it back then. Why diets don't work. I mean, I think, I think I know. Diets don't work because there's an end date. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get skinny for Mexico. So I'm going mm-hmm. to do Atkins or keto or whatever is the trend at the time. I'm going to do, and then you get to Mexico and you eat all the things and drink all the drinks and you come back with a lot of water weight mostly, but mm-hmm. you feel like crap and then you carry on your normal life and that weight you lost is gone. So there's the fact that diet, like there's an end date and that it's not how you would normally eat. It's you've restricted yourself. You've deprived yourself. 
That is why diets don't work. You're not, this is not something that you can sustain long-term. So if you love bread and sandwiches and pizza, and then you go on a ketogenic diet, which is, which has been you developed can, you for can, people. You can with, talk about the keto diet. I have already gone on many a tangent. Well, I know it was made for children with epilepsy for a short period of time. Yes. It does work for some period people for a short period of time. It was never meant for anyone to be on. Long-term. Long-term. And it's one thing if a client comes to me and says, no, I do that. I, like I'm working with my doctor. They want me to do this. That's one thing. If I have someone say, no, I want to do it because I want to lose weight and this is what's working for a friend's friend, I won't. I will not take on that client. Um, I believe in something that you can sustain. So yeah, if you love pizza and all the things and then you go on this ketogenic diet or just low carb in general, I, I'm not going to just call out the keto diet. You'll be miserable because you'll probably have cravings for those foods you love. And then you'll feel like a failure when you do have a quote unquote slip up and have a sandwich or a piece of pizza or something. And then it just, it starts that spiral. You'll probably gain some water weight. So you'll feel like an extra failure and it, it just screws with your brain and it your really mental does. health. And this is, this is quite terrible of me, but I always say you can tell someone who's been on a low carb diet for a while because they look like a sad plastic bag. Like, you know, a bag that's been out in the rain and it's kind of all wrinkly and sad and, <laughs> or a helium balloon on day four where oh. it's getting all kind of, because they've taken all the hydration out of their muscles. Yeah. So they may have previously had good muscle tone. Now everything's just kind of getting kind of saggy and wrinkly and, but they've lost weight, but it's all water weight. And then they have that sandwich they fill their muscle back out because that's what's happening. They're just rehydrating that muscle. And now they've gained five pounds and they feel terrible about themselves, but they actually are better off. And at first on keto, they lose weight, but it is water weight. So essentially their lean muscle mass weighs less than it did before. So they actually are fattier than they were before. Yeah. That wasn't for you. That was for other people. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I did it. I've, I've done it. Um, and how happy were you? Ago. I didn't last long. I think I lasted maybe two weeks. It wasn't mm -hmm. something because I realized, I mean, this isn't something that I can maintain because <sighs> here's another thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if something is telling you that you can't have a certain piece of fruit or vegetable, mm -hmm. I just don't think that is, I don't want to say the word good. But that's what I'm going to use. Yeah, it's not, unless it's for an actual medical yes, reason. Yes. Yeah, there should be no time where someone says that apple has too many carbs for you. If, okay, so <laughs> I'm like always trying to like choose my wording. Um, uh, a banana, if you're only, if you have a full banana and you want that full banana, but you're like, I'm only allowed half a banana today. Mm -hmm. That right there it really can progress to disordered eating. I had disordered eating. My story, when I talked about it, it was short. I didn't have an eating disorder. I had disordered eating. Mm -hmm. And I was incredibly disordered. And it really does mess with your mental health. And I just, I really do not want moms and other women out there to go through what I go through. So sometimes when it sounds like I'm on a pedestal chatting, it's just because I don't want them to go through this. No, and exactly. Go through these 
horrible mental blocks and fail. Like you just feel like a failure. It's, it's why I do what I do. I had a client, the banana thing reminded me. I had a client who came to me very disordered eating, running constantly doing, I'm not sure what kind of workouts her trainer was having her doing, but I'm guessing that they were largely like hit based. Um, very, very strenuous. And she was on, I believe it was that 11 or 1200 calorie diet. And she was my height, I think five, nine, she weighed like 122 pounds and she wanted to lose weight. And it's like, what did you, do you want to see your spleen? Like, what do you want? What do you want out of this? And I told her like, we need to get you eating more. And we just bumped food a little bit at a time. It was only a matter of like 50 or 60 calories a week. And I told her just, she's like, I can't eat so much more. I'm like, do you like a banana? Go eat a banana. And she started sending me messages because she was crying because she was so excited to eat a banana because she loved bananas so much. And her trainer hadn't let her have one in so long because there was too much sugar, too many carbs in a banana. So from there on out, anytime I increased her food, I just said, like, have a banana. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. A lot of people don't realize, say, personal trainers, they can't give nutrition advice unless they take, like, a supplemental course or whatever. Yeah. Some, a lot of trainers do, so I'm not yes. saying, like, they all – because I know many trainers who are incredible – um, it's just something that you need to take into consideration when you do hire one and they're giving mm-hmm. you nutrition advice. And not to hate on dudes because there's a lot of good male trainers. But I think it's specifically dangerous when a male trainer is giving a female who's already extremely lean advice on how to become even smaller. I think there's a slippery slope there. Like, are you Too checking after- in about her period? Are you asking about mm-hmm. these things that are female specific? Because I bet you're not. And I bet you she hadn't had a regular cycle in months and months and months because she's got such low calories. But if you're not trained in that and you don't experience a cycle, that might not be something that would even ever occur to you. That's like a good conversation too. A lot of women don't realize that there's something called the female triad. Mm -hmm. And so as women, when we are overtraining or not eating enough or a combination of both, like we'll lose our periods or they'll change. Mm -hmm. Um, Welcome to my life right here. (laughs) Uh, There's bone density. So we can lose like the, the density of our bones, which as women, like we're already prone to this like osteopenia osteo um not osteosarcoma uh osteoporosis so it's you know there's so much more to health than just looking and being a certain size there's our bone density there's our our reproductive health everything that's happening with that and women too like we're so hard on ourselves after we have a baby our bodies have changed our hips have actually grown out so yeah you might not fit in your 26 jeans anymore you might be a 29 or 30 but that doesn't mean you're fat i hate that word it doesn't mean you're fat your body has changed and it's just so random to me i've thought about this a lot the last month or so about how we still i think we're starting to change a little bit but we still primarily look at someone's size to determine whether they're healthy or not and like you 
when I was at my smallest, and again, I didn't even intentionally do this, five foot nine, I was 137 pounds. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm like the reverse diet <laughs> queen. I didn't, I didn't mean to do it. It just sort of happened because I was doing too much exercise and eating a lot, but clearly still not enough. Um, there was never a time that I thought that I looked good enough. There was never mm-hmm. a time. And now I've gone back and I saw a picture of myself from when I was like 140 pounds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, look at this girl. I do remember being at a class that I went to one day and it was in a mirrored studio and I was taking the class and I could see my arms and my arms were just like sticks. And I was like, holy man, somebody needs to give that girl a hamburger. Like talking about myself, like it was just so small, but yet people would always be like, oh, you look so great, whatever. And I did not look great. I did not look great. And I may have told you this before, I had a client who came back after not being in classes for a while, and she had lost a considerable amount of weight. And somebody said, Oh, you look so great. What have you done? And she said, my husband left me. And that's just like, this is why you don't compliment people on their weight gain or mm-hmm. loss, because you never know. Don't know. You don't know their circumstances. Weight gain can be because of medication and they're super self-conscious or, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, size. So next week's podcast topic that we're going to record is about how size is bullshit. Um, I remember (laughs) when I was going through my whole, Oh, I just need to be skinny and whatnot. I tried on, I think it was an extra small. I'm like, I want to see if I can fit this. So I went to winners, tried it on and it got stuck and I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out of it. And it was stuck over my shoulders. Cause I I've always had like the way my body's built. I have like mm-hmm. a broad back. So even if I could have fit a small, it wasn't getting over my back and I had it stuck over my back and it was like this. And my arms were stuck like <laughs> up, where like half the shirt was over my head. I could not move. And I'm like, what do I do? I like text my husband. I'm like, I think I need you to come to winners to help me. Like I cannot, <laughs> I cannot have this woman who works here. No. Like, what do I do? And he's like, no, like, I'm not doing that. And I ended up ripping the shirt to get out. And that was, and then my, I never learned my lesson though, because then I, there was like this really cute leopard print dress there. I had to have it. It was an extra small. I went to the, the dressing room and it didn't do up all the way. I bought it anyway for motivation. Mm-hmm. I never wore it, but I, so I wasted money and I like size does not, the size doesn't matter. I have pants that and the, like, I think I did this last year on Instagram and I shot a photo of my pants and shorts and there was a size four, six, eight, and 11. They were all the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a pair, I did something similar not that long ago. I didn't post it on social, but I sent it to a couple of my friends and it was like my favorite Lululemon leggings that are not new. I've had them for a while, um, but they have, they don't like bag out or anything. They're still the same size as they were. And then I got another pair that was exactly the same size, but a different um, style. And the difference in the waist was a good four or five inches. It was the exact, and it was the same brand. It was a different style pant, but there shouldn't be that big of a difference between styles of the same brand. And I know that it wasn't anything weird about the ones that are my favorite because I've since bought a second pair of the same size and the waists are 
the same, like they're consistent and they align. But in yeah. this other one, it was just like, what is going on here? I bought those ones because I knew that they would be comfortable and they were not comfortable because yeah. of that. Yeah. And it does something to us psychological too. And you know, it goes the other way too, even for people who are very naturally small and they want to gain weight and can't, I remember, I remember watching One Tree Hill like years and years ago and they had like a fashion show that was like size zero is not a size. And they were like shaming size zero. And at the same time, so I'm watching, I'm like, yeah. And then I remember thinking in that moment, I'm like, but what about the people that all they want to do is gain weight? Mm Mm-hmm. Like there shouldn't be shame over sizes. I love the companies that name their sizes. Like I can't remember what the brand is, but it's like Megan, the Jessica, and there's no actual size on your pants because so it messes Zumba, with So Zumba, Zumba wear, they've changed theirs. So it's like medium is size marvelous yeah. and L large is size lovely. I don't know what S is because frankly, I haven't need to buy a small for a while, yeah. but they're all just, it's still, you know what it, you know what a marvelous is, is a medium, but they've just changed the name on it, which I thought was, was kind of nice. No, that's really cool. I really like that. But it just messes with your brain and puts you on that cycle of dieting. And my goodness, I just want to end it. I just want yeah. it to stop and to help people because it, it's really nice on this side of things. It's it really is. nice to sit over and, and at the table and enjoy that slice of cake with your family that you probably cried over making because decorating cakes is stressful. <laughs> yes. I actually jacked up my neck one year making a shark cake for my husband's birthday because <laughs> I think oh I was so tense over it for so many hours and then I couldn't move my head for a week and I had to go to the osteopath and she was like, what did you do? And I was like, I made a shark cake. Okay. I was looked really good, but I really kind of destroyed myself. But speaking of my husband, I think it was when I realized how little men care about sizes that I kind of changed how I feel about chopping. Like my husband is six foot one. He is not a big guy. He kind of fluctuates from like 180 to 190. He's not big. But he buys, usually he'll buy a large or an extra large shirt more because he wants to have the torso length until Mm -hmm. he discovered Mark's Warehouse has tall sizes and now he's a medium again. Anyway, like it never even crosses his mind if he goes for a larger size that it means that there's something wrong with him. It's just like this brand's clothes are weird and I need to buy a different size. And one day I was just like, why, why do we care so much? Yeah. But what size shirt we're wearing when dudes don't care, they're just happy to have a shirt. Yeah. We put way too much emphasis on what the size means as women. Yeah. We put our worth into that size. Yeah. So much so. No, that's it. And it's too bad, but I, you know, I do think things are changing. I think that more people, they're starting to use social media for good and not as much comparisonitis. And if you are on social media and you see people that make you feel bad about yourself, you need to unfollow them. I had to do that. I had to go through all those fitness accounts that I was following and the fitness models because I knew what they were eating and I knew how they were getting these places, but in my mind, I didn't care because I wanted to look like them and I had to unfollow them. There's no offense to them, but I I just had to. I I do think that things are changing. Like I have gained a bunch of weight and that just because of burnout and all that sort of thing, I'm going to jinx myself, but nobody has ever said a single solitary thing to me about it. 
right? And it's probably because yep. I'm open about it. And it's like, it is what it is. It doesn't change my credentials. It doesn't change my abilities. If anything, I'm healthier right now by far than I was when I was 137. Oh man. <laughs> but nobody has ever said anything or doted my abilities or said, I'm not going to her programs anymore because she weighs 15 pounds heavier than she did this time last year. I do think things are changing, but it's slow and it's hard when there are still so many very, very prominent people on social who are very, very small, maybe naturally so, maybe because they're in still in that $1,200 or $1,200, 1200 calorie mindset even if they're pretending like they're not because sometimes people do that too sounds people lie yeah. yeah they'll have their picture taken with a slice of cake and then they give it to somebody else and don't actually eat any of it just so that they have the picture of look i eat cake too but i didn't actually eat this cake it's a very messed up world but i'm hoping that it is turning around but let's yeah, turn I this promise. around I, I'm and, just going to say, I promise yeah. that if you see a picture of me with cake, I'm eating it. Yeah, I also <laughs> am eating it. I have been the person that, that when a couple of friends were like taking pictures with a milkshake and they didn't actually want to drink the milkshake, I was like, I am not <laughs> leaving this milkshake behind. Yeah. Give it to me. It doesn't really go with my breakfast, but I do not care <laughs> because I'm not just going to let this happen. Well, um, if you leave the milkshake out, the boys are just going to come to the yard and then it's just going to be a whole thing. <laughs> then you're going to have a whole other problem. How can people work with you if they wanted to break free from the diet mentality? Yeah. So you, I'm at Random Nutrition everywhere across all social media, including TikTok, even though I don't really do much on there. Um, and my website is randomnutrition.com. And I do also have, for those who aren't ready to invest in coaching or working with me or doing one of my programs, I have like a free resource of three days to get your nutrition back on track. It's mm -hmm. randomnutrition.com slash three day challenge. And that is me not, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect in your nutrition in three days. That's me taking three days to explain in quick videos, how to take control without um, making yourself miserable. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, and of course you have your new podcast. Do you want to tell yes. us a little bit about that? Yeah. So we are, so I co-host with Monica Stevens Lay from the movement menu and our podcast is called the healthy mama's podcast. We just launched last week and it's, it's about this. It's about communicating with other women about how to not be miserable, lost. Yeah, yeah. Miserable to nutrition, our mental health. And we do talk about parenting because we're parents and how, again, it's the parent comparisonitis thing and how that's not it's not really, um, what's the word? Not constructive. Yeah. Constructive. Yeah. So yeah, it's about all things, mom, you want to be in women, but how to be your best self and that it's okay when we have our moments, when we're sitting on the floor crying because our kids won't stop and the house is a mess. <laughs> Especially when you're living in the middle of the pandemic, I have been on the floor a few times. Like I don't want to make food again. <laughs> and it just like, yeah, everybody's been to their wits end at least one time in 2020. And I think it is so great that people are putting together more resources like your podcast to help navigate, especially moms. I think moms are the ones that need support more than anybody else. 
so easy well, to get those who are homeschooling on yes. top of everything too. How are you supposed to take care of your health, take care of your family, keep your house clean, work, homeschool your kids, make sure your cat has food, go for a walk, do this, go grocery, like, bah, my head's exploding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I definitely cannot tell you how you're supposed to do all those things. I can't, I can't even keep myself going half the time. So never mind <laughs> anybody else. When we... So last year, last school year, you know, we weren't in school those last like few months Mm -hmm. and, you know, kids don't learn math the way we learned. No. And we couldn't, I couldn't get my head wrapped around it. And we were playing a math game and we had to figure something out and it ended up with us like pulling our hair out and my son crying and Eric's like, you know what? This is how we're going to do it. Eric is my husband. And Carter's like, that's not how we do math. And Eric just looks at him. He's like, well, you're carrying the one today. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen pictures on Facebook of like a mother who was an RN and she went to help her kid with his math and it was the new math. And she's like, she wrote a note to the teacher and said, RN don't have time to learn new math. And then just taught how to do it with the way that we did it, which I thought worked quite well all these years. I don't know. I don't know. Eric, when he sat down and looked at the new math, he's like, I get it. I kind of get why they're doing it now, but I'm not good at math as it is. So <laughs> that's my calculators. We have calculators now. Remember when we were in school and they always said, you're not going to have calculators with well, you. Well, joke is on you. Cause I've got yeah. everything with me. I've yeah. got it all. And if I don't know, I can just ask Siri. Yeah, I'll just Google. Yeah. Right. I was making labels. This is, we've really gone off now. I redid my pantry yesterday and I'm absolutely obsessed. I went to Winners and I bought all the fancy containers. Anyway, I had the label maker out. And you know, when you go to make a label or something, sometimes you second guess your spelling and you're like, oh, yeah. coriander? Is this really what coriander is spelled like? So I was asking Alexa. And I was like, Alexa, how do you spell coriander? And I don't even need to know how to spell anymore. I can just ask her. As long as I can say the word, she can tell me. It's great. I I did that today, too, with the word steer, as in steer clear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that doesn't look right. And then so you Google it. Yes. Right, right? Right. Or if you don't know how to pronounce a word, you Google it and you press that little button and it tells you how to say it. Yeah. Thank you, technology. Right? (laughs) It's come through for us a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am going to let you go. I know you've had a busy week, um, but I want to really thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, And I know you've already shared, but do you want to just remind everybody once again where they can find you if they want to follow you? Yeah, for sure. So I'm at Randa Nutrition everywhere. I'm more active on Instagram. Perfect. I will be tagging you in some posts. So hopefully if anyone has listened to this and forgot to follow you and then sees my stories, they'll be able to just pop right over and follow you from there. And of course they can also check out your three day challenge. And that was at randonutrition.com slash three day challenge. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Susie. How great was that interview with Randa? It was so lovely to get to sit down and talk to her about all things diet and why they don't work and what does work. And just one more time, a reminder that you can find her at Randa Nutrition across all social media. And while you're doing that, make sure that you're following me as well. I'm at Susie Confesses. That is it for this week's episode. I hope you will tune in again next week and I will talk to you then.